All right, let's get right into it. The learning objective for this lesson is to evaluate the benefits of saving up for large purchases instead of borrowing money. The main idea is planning ahead for large purchases and saving over time means you'll never need to go into debt to buy anything. I'm going to cover some points before we get into reading. It says right here under the uh, video guide, it says the larger the purchase, the more planning and vision you have to have. The first thing that I wrote down in my notes that I got uh, from this was you have to be a large person for large purchases. What does that mean to you all? You have to be a large person in order to have large purchases. Hmm. I see what you're saying. That's a good point, but I'm looking at something different. What that means is this. Let me ask this question first. What are some things that you can purchase that are large purchases? And think holistically. Right now, car? I mean, I mean, just anything. House? A plane. A plane? Huh? Wallet. Your watches? Grills. Hmm? What else? What are some other large purchases that that people purchase? Chains. Chains, grills, chains. Now, which more is expensive? Which is more expensive, a house or a home? A home. A home. A home. What's more important, a plane or a purpose? A purpose. House and home. Oh, no, plane like a like, like plane like traveling. Oh. Purpose. What's more valuable than a watch? Time. What's more important, what's more valuable than grills and a chain? A smile or joy. Think about that. Yeah, you'll be smiling, but you're covering a real smile. So think about this. There, there's different ways. Listen, there's different ways to purchase things. I can buy a house but may not be able to afford a home. I may be able to, to afford a plane, but I may not be able to afford a purpose. I may be able to get watches, but can I really buy time? I may be able to buy grill and shiny things, but those things really cover up the main thing, and that's me, right? So there's more than that you purchase in life that's bigger than what you can financially purpose. See, I put here that you purchase things with money. You purchase things with your mind. You purchase large purchases with your emotions. You purchase large things spiritually. And you purchase large things relationally. I, I try to give y'all some spiritual uh, things to kind of get you thinking holistically so that you won't just be thinking financially and that you're able to buy a house, a plane, watches, grills, and chains, but you can't afford the main things, right? So what are some things you can purchase with your mind that are large purchases? Uh, hmm? ideas. ideas. Ideas can be what? Right now, I have ideas... There are million dollar, billion dollar ideas, but have they made me that money yet? No. We haven't put in action or it just hasn't really monetized itself yet or it's not God's timing yet. Right. And so when you think about all those different things, you'll be able to say, am I large enough to purchase God ideas? Like it's my because think about it. Some of our minds are broke. Our minds can't afford God ideas. Because our minds have succumbed to thinking on things that are beneath and not above, thinking on things that are ugly, not lovely, thinking on things that are impure and not pure. And so if your mind is not being mined for gold, then you won't be able to behold God ideas. 
Right now, I'm always endeavoring to build up my creative muscle. My goal in life is to make sure that I, I, I'm in a river of ideas. Because right now, you're one idea away for your life, from your life changing forever. How many of you all think about this? I say this all the time. Small minds think about what? Small minds or small-minded people talk about what? They talk about people. Average-minded people talk about what? Events. Large minds talk about what? Ideas. The thing about this is, is that most of us haven't even trained our mind to mine for ideas. <clears throat> because this is what's going to change your life. Ideas. Ideas start off as what? Thoughts. And we say all thoughts are what? They're seeds. So just because I have a God-given idea, I have to have a God type of what? I have to have a God focus. I have to have a God... I got to have a God mission. I have to have a God grind. I got to say, okay, in, in time, this idea will materialize in something that I can gain from. Now, what are some emotional purchases? Big emotional purchases that people purchase every day with their emotions. What's, the, what's emotional purchases? Um, emotional. I'm going to hear what y'all got to say first. I'm going to see what the crowd got to say. Uh, emotional purchases. Is that like having like a, like, like, like. Yes, know, go ahead, Malcolm, go ahead. Yep. Or habits. Habits is something you can purchase with your emotions. Because if I'm emotional, depraved, emotionally sad, I'm going to purchase. I'm going to purchase habits that are heavy. Because think about habits. You, we are habitual creatures. We are people of habits. Meaning, habits can be with you for a long time. And that how that's how much it costs. Right now, if I have an alcoholic habit, I'm going to lose. A large purchase of a relationship. So emotional purchases are um, what I have feelings for. F things I have feelings for that creates habits or thoughts that conjure up or build up over time. What are some um, spiritual purchases? Large spiritual purchases. Spiritual purchases. Well, 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 I'll make it plain for you. The biggest purchase made of all time was what? Jesus doing Jesus sacrifice. That's the greatest payment, right? Because that's a God paying for a God payment, right? So that payment paid for us to do what? Go to heaven. Go to heaven. Eternal life. How heavy is eternal life? So my thing is, I can't purchase what has already been purchased, but I can enjoy what was purchased. The Christian life, the life more abundantly, the 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 walking in spiritual authority, that 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 demons scurry when you walk in a room like 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 you have that type of weight about you that you can shift atmospheres that that when you walk in a room, demons have to have to be quiet like that, that because what was purchased by Christ for me. Now I can live a life freely. I can live a life as an heir. Now, Moses, we know the story of Moses. Moses was a what? He was a what? He was a Hebrew. He was, a Hebrew but was he an Egyptian? No. But what 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 did he what was what was made what made what was made happened for him? He was put in position. He was put in position. So think about it is that's why the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is later for the who? The righteous, right? So the thing about spiritual purchases is, is that I'm an heir, I'm a king. 
See, the, the issue is we, we've lived under a democracy for so long that we don't know what it's like to be a king. Like when Prince Harry's in a, in a country or Prince, uh, uh, what's the brother name? Whatever the, the, the king, the, the princes of England or whatever, they're treated like royalty, right? What are some relational purchases? What are some large relational purchases? Mm. The first biggest investment you can make in your life is spiritual. The second biggest investment you make in your life is relational. Think about, think about marrying the wrong person. What are some of the consequences of, of purchasing a cheap woman or a cheap man? Don't you know? That a cheap woman and a cheap man is more expensive than a, than a solid one? Because what happens? Because if you marry the wrong one, she has bad financial habits. He has bad uh, attitude or whatever. It, it disrupts your focus. It disrupts your ideas. It disrupts the, the, the wealth. So you got you to gotta examine because cheap connects to cheap. Real recognize real. If you're a cheap person, you can only afford a cheap person. Because I'm going to tell you something. Does a person that goes to the gym every day want a slob? No. Does a person that eat healthy want a person that doesn't eat healthy? No. Does a person who is good with money want to marry a person bad with money? No. Why? Because it's going to influence them. It's, going to influence them. it's liability and assets. We look for the wrong and we set an asset. So what happens is when you look for that and you only look at the physical features of a girl... Or you don't look at the physical features of a man or what he can do, but you really and, that, and you don't really examine that person. That person becomes a liability. That, that's lust. That's lust. lust. Lo- love calculates. Lust stems from a person who doesn't love themselves. Love stems from a person that loves himself. Love sets limits. Love. If you love yourself, you interview thoroughly. If you love yourself, you examine that person thoroughly. Even if that person is good for you, if they're not God for you, they're not good for you. And you're not good for them. Yes, sir. Like, um, why do we be like the people that's like um, overweight or like stuff like that and they want the opposite? <laughs> and then like, it'd be like the skinny dudes that be wanting somebody overweight. Right. I mean, it's, that's based upon preference. Damn, that's, that's preference. That's preference. We're talking about generally speaking. <clears throat> Nobody who goes to the gym every day is going to want somebody like that. Some people, they're skinny, but they, but they have obese tendencies. And so what happens is they're matching who they are on the inside. So if I'm obese, if I'm bad on the inside, I'm going to attract what's bad too. Because if I wasn't restrained physically and being skinny, I would be fat too. See what I'm saying? And so all these purchases are large. Like, like, I got to be very careful. Like, that's why they say uh, pay, save up and pay for things with cash. We're going to do a few entendres with this to a degree. I think it's an entendre. But cash, cash is this. Yeah, yo. Your financial cash, your mental cash, your emotional cash, your spiritual cash, and your relational cash. If you checked in your bank account under all those accounts... How much cash do you have in there? Because cash is liquid. The thing is, if you don't have any cash, you should let it pass. Why? Because debt is dangerous the way people, the way poor people do debt. How many people are in debt financially, are in debt mentally, are in debt emotionally, 
are in debt spiritually or in debt relation. What are some consequences of being in debt financially? Huh? Late on payments. Yep. Everything. Everything. Lights off. Water off. Uh, you can't really. Pre- the biggest issue with being in financial debt is that you can't pursue your God-given ideas because you have to literally work a job. God-given ideas are ideas for your life. They take time. That's why I told my Bible class, I said, the issues with the middle. I'm going to ask you all, what, why is the middle the most frustrating and annoying part of the process? Yes? Because you're trying to balance it out. You're trying to balance it out, yep. Yeah. That's good because now you got the weight of starting and the expectations of everyone's eyes who watched you start, and you also got the weight of the results, the flag, the result at the end. So that's good. So you're trying to balance it all. And when you're trying to balance it all on your own strength, what happens to your strength? You lose it. So when you're in the middle, who should you rely on? The one that's in the middle. Who's in the middle? Jesus. What he paid, and after let his Holy Spirit give me perspective that I don't Get unbalanced. Like me, me Let me tell you something about God. God does God meet us halfway all the time? Oh no, no. Does God go all the way all the time? He only went all the way how many times? Once. What does that mean? That means this. God said there is it's impossible for man to save themselves. So let me go all the way to man to save them. But God now meets us halfway. Why? Hmm? Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. He meets us halfway now because anytime you go all the way, all the time for people, they take for granted their part in the process. Right. So he meets us halfway. He says, okay, I'll meet you here because you gotta, there's something that develops in you when you meet me halfway. What are some other dangers with being in the middle? Some frustrations of being in the middle? No progress. So now you have this uh, you start questioning why you even started. Right. <laughs> right? So all this is saying is that, okay, I got to make sure that I have cash, enough cash for what I'm paying for. So I can be a man and buy my wife a house, but if I can't afford a home, I can lose my house and my spouse. Wow. I can have all the money in the world to buy a plane, but end up nowhere. How can you fly everywhere on earth, but end up not making heaven? If your final destination is heaven, but you can fly everywhere in the world, but you don't even make it to God, what's the purpose of having a plane? What's the purpose of having watch and telling time, but don't know how to manage time? It's a lot that you got to process, right? And so you have all the money, but you're in debt financially, and you can't fulfill your purpose. What are some consequences of having mental debt? What is mental debt? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? What's mental debt? Confusion. There we go. The Bible says confusion, where there's confusion, there's every evil what? Every evil work. So I feel like mental debt might be worse than financial debt. It is. It, it, exactly. It causes that financial debt. Let's look at confusion. Confusion is the infusion of something contradictory to what God has already made clear to you. That's confusion. God always beats this. It's funny because when people hear from God, God beats the devil's confusion. But the devil knows most people don't trust God's clarity enough to fulfill it. 
Confusion means I don't know what I don't, I'm confused about myself. There's people in our world confused about their sexuality. They're confused with the obvious. I say all the time, God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of clarity. Why is clarity important? How does clarity save you cash? How does clarity keep you out of debt? You know how to make the right decision. You can you can spot you can like I, we made this analogy. We talked about you won't be aimless. Yep, we talked about this before. Like real, recognize real. Like you have a bunch of kids from suburbia go to the hood and then get get they get robbed or whatever because they don't know the environment. <clears throat> Those who know the environment know. Hey, don't mess with him. <clears throat> you can look at a person from your environment. You'll know who you can trust who you can't trust because you have experience there, right? Uh, what are some, um, let's offer mental debt, confusion. What's some other things that will cause mental debt? Or what is mental debt to you all? Out, outside of confusion, what's another thing? One more thing. Doubt. Doubt. Self-doubt. Self-doubt. How does doubt cause debt mentally? Mm. Yep. Doubt. Doubt is dangerous because in order to succeed, you have to try. And part of trying is failing. I think what changed my life when I was young was when I, w- I was around the right people. And they were saying, I started listening to rich and wealthy people. And they were saying failure is a part of success. So now I have to out doubt because doubt is dangerous. Mental debt in doubt form means that you won't even invest in this. The biggest debt is not starting. That's the biggest debt because people are broke because they're broke. Like, like when you execute your God-given idea, man, you start thinking differently. That's why you got to change the way you think because your mindset is the fruit of thinking. Now, emotional debt. What are some examples of emotional debt? Past relationships. Past relationships, what did I say? Um, transgression. Oh, transgressions, yep. So now, that's good. So we do those two. Uh, past relationships, right? Baggage, yep. That's why uh, when it comes to like, man, bro. Like relationships is like, bro, a lot of people are sinking now because they joined, they got on bad relationships. They got like, they're emotionally in debt and they get mad at God when they're like, God, can you bring me my husband, bring me my wife, bring me someone nice? And God's like, you're not nice. Like, you're not right. You're not. Right? Why would God bring you something fixed when you're still broken? That's like a bad car salesman that says, uh, I got this car. They advertise it, but there's no engine. I forgot to tell you that. No, there's no engine in this car. You ain't going to buy that car. But how many people buy people with their emotions because they're missing an engine, but they have an engine, but the person you're getting the engine from has no tires. So now they're broken, you're broken, and you're wondering why you can't leave a lot. So now you got to say, all right, man, I got to make sure that, that I have an engine, <laughs> that I have tires, that I have doors, that I have seats, that I have, I have a fully functioning vehicle. Oh, I can't take anyone anywhere. But past relationships got people broken, man. Like, that's why I tell people, man, it's like, um, who has a little sister or a little brother? Me. You do? Now, your little brother's how old? Well, he's not young. How old is he, though? He's just younger than me. How old is he? What's his number? What's his age? 11. There we go. 
What's your favorite car? Dream car. What's your dream car? All right, so let's say you have a brand new Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Maybach, you have a Bentley, you have a Rolls Royce. Now, it's your favorite car. Will you give your brother at 11 years old the keys to that car? Listen, listen. Why is that? He doesn't even know how to drive. So now, if you give him the keys to the car, now, everyone knows how to drive, but they don't know how to drive, drive. Like, they can put their foot on the gas, they can move the steering wheel, they can drive. But they can't drive, right? So what happens if you say you love your brother so much that, that you love him to such a degree that you say, you know what? Because you really want to drive my brand new car, I'm going to let you drive. Is it right for you to be mad at him if the car comes back broken or dented or in a wreck? No, no, no. That was my fault. That was your fault. Now, how many of us give keys to people who can't sell C's? Giving keys to people who can't drive. And then we get mad when we bring the relationship to somebody else. (laughs) And it's broke. Go ahead, fam. (laughs) They're not responsible. Let's look at the word responsibility. What are the two words in the word responsibility? Responsibility. Oh, I already said this to y'all. Now, the issue is many of us have reactability but not responsibility. What's reactability versus responsibility? Yeah. So reactability is like you said react okay yeah. Reactability is twofold. What you say reactability is is responding after the fact because you didn't do the work pre to be able to spot it before the fact and you said what? So respond reactability says I react. That I have no resolve in myself, no thinking power in myself. I just react. Responsibility says I know exactly how to respond. React means you control my response. Responsibility means I control my response. Right? So emotional debt is I thought I was responsible enough for a relationship, but I'm really not. Let me tell you something. Marriage, for those who desire to be there one day, is a large. You said what? Hopefully we all do. I feel your feet. But I'm going to tell you something. That's a big purchase. Large purchase. Like, like that's a 50-year purchase <laughs> that you got to make payments on every month. Like, like, like every day. Every hour. Every hour. Every minute. <laughs> right now I'm making payments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So what I'm saying is, is that if marriage costs that much, I can't go in debt to purchase a marriage. Think about this. What happens when you go and you go and finance your marriage? You go and borrow to pay for a marriage. How is that bad? Versus having the cash for the marriage. You're trying to borrow from your mom. Like many of us are borrowing from dysfunctional relationships, dysfunctional banks to pay for something that's solid. And so now, if I, if I try to purchase my marriage from a bad loan, from a bad marriage I observed, then when it comes to those payments, there's interest rate on that. Yeah. So now I'm, pay, I'm working more to pay for it when it should have been a little bit more easier to pay for. Uh, spiritual debt 
that's that's just eternity. <laughs> Lord, please purchase my eternity for me. <laughs> no, he already purchased. The thing about Jesus is, is that eternity has already been purchased for everyone that ever lived. Everyone is living now and everyone that ever lived. Why? Why was it paid for everybody? Just in case anybody says, I want to go to heaven. If God only paid for a few and then someone changed their mind, oh, I ran out of money for you. That's not fair. <laughs> now, if God paid for everybody to go, for instance, Lauren, you just had a, you just had to say if your birthday party is next week, you invited everybody to go. And it's at a nice restaurant and you had a surprise for everyone. You said, everyone that comes to my party, I'm going to give them $10,000. But, 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 but you didn't tell them that. You didn't tell them that. Now, what if only Val... And Malcolm shows up. Wow. <laughs> then Malcolm and Val Get paid. put online, they doing this with their money, they doing they oh, God, <laughs> They got the money up the up the arm. You see what I'm saying? Malcolm, Malcolm out there like that, man. You know, got the money. I don't, I don't think I don't know what Malcolm would do. But what I'm saying is, are you gonna feel bad for them? Now, what if Lauren did this? How many people? That's a hundred. That's ten thousand. That's hold on. That's ten people in here. She says this. I got eighty thousand dollars left. I'm gonna split the forty forty. That's how heaven is. Heaven is like you know. People think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. People think this though. Why do you think God doesn't show us heaven? Why don't Why don't when we look to the sky we don't see heaven? Why? Huh? It wouldn't be real because we will only want to be there for what's in there versus the one who's there. So those who only want him will be will be the only ones that get to see. I think when people get judged, I think there's a big window. <laughs> like You know how God God's sitting right here judging and there's a big, huge window behind him of how heaven looks. And the people getting judged have to see that before they go to hell. Imagine that. Imagine God saying, "Don't even." He don't even talk about heaven. Heaven is just behind him. Right. It's just, it's just, a, it's just all you can see is all you can see. And he said, "You didn't want me, so you can't have what's behind me." See, why do you think God puts His hand behind His heart? He has what you have in His hand, and He put it right behind His heart. Why do you think He puts it back there? He doesn't. No, He don't do. It. I'm just giving metaphors. Oh. It's just analogies to kind of give you an idea of something else. So I know that He don't do that, but. No, no, I'm talking about his heart. He, he, got, he got it behind his heart. Because he wants you to come to him. To get what he has. Because nobody, if you have a friend that only wants you because they get free meals off of you, you ain't going to want to be around that person. Like maybe the first meal, maybe the first meal and a half, and then they should get the message. But you looking for like a meal in return. And my thing is like, and you, and you looking at me when it's time to pay like, like I owe you. Right. <laughs> relationships fail when you look for someone to owe you. That's why they say you never keep scoring a relationship in a marriage. Because if you keep score, you basically saying you owe me. Relationship is I don't even I owe you. You don't owe me. Like a marriage is successful when I try to outserve my wife. So when my wife says, and I know I don't worked my shift. No, I don't hold baby. I don't held baby girl for six hours. I ain't hold her no longer. Right. <coughs> So if my wife says, so it doesn't matter how, for instance, if my wife says I need two more hours of sleep, I can't say no, I don't know, no, no. It's not about that. 
I have to say, you know, I have to die to myself, sacrifice. So last night, not last night, the night before, my wife got no sleep. I, I held the baby all the way to 3 a.m. but had to be up by 5.30. So all yesterday I was operating off a two and a half hour sleep because I had to make a payment. See, the relationship is all about selflessness. And so God said, if you don't want me, then you ain't going to really, like, you're going to be toxic for my heaven. Like, like God loves everyone. Like, you, like for instance, Val, we'll, we'll, we'll pick a guy this time. Uh, uh, Josh, there are certain people that, you know, you cool with, but they just too toxic for the party. Like, like I want you to come to my birthday party, but, bro, if I bring you, if I bring her. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that I love you. I love you, but man, if I bring you here, the girl's uncomfortable. The girl's like, you you trying to holler at the, listen. Jose. Let me tell you. For instance, Jose, if Jose trying to talk to, if Jose trying to talk to a girl and he knows there's this guy who go, who's always on girls, he ain't going to invite that guy. No. No. Or, <laughs> Everybody not going. You know, the riz gone, bro. Nobody wants to bring nobody to mess up their riz. So what I'm saying is, go ahead, fam. Go ahead. Huh? Yeah. If I bring you somewhere and you can't hold your liquor, you know what I'm saying? They they get drunk and want to. So why? So why would God think about that? Why would God? Invite someone who knows would be toxic for heaven. Why did he get rid of Satan? Satan was too toxic up there. <laughs> Bro, you got to go. <laughs> he got. He took one third. He took one third of angels. Now think about this. Satan really thinks that with one third he can take over two thirds and a god. One third. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. No, no, no. Here it is. Let me tell you something. How powerful? Listen. How powerful is music? Powerful. Music can lead a mass of people. So if you the if you the angel of music, ain't nobody slapping like you up there, <laughs> and you singing and you touching my heart as an angel. So like there's no more kingdom. No, no. There's no. Is there any more music in heaven? I'll ask. No. Look. When when he. He convinced one third of. The rest of heaven to go with him. Okay, I understand that part. But okay, since there's no more him, like Lucifer, okay, he's the angel of music. Is there a new angel of music in heaven? It could be. He probably no. Jesus probably had you know when uh, uh when uh, uh listen when when my homes when my, hey when my homes got hurt when my homes got hurt the other day they, that backup QB anyway. But you know, but my thing is, if you God, you, you if you God, you got to be somewhat. Now hear me closely. You got to be somewhat petty. His backup was probably better, probably better than Satan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Because if you knew that Satan was going to betray you, he knew it from the jump. He knew it from right. the jump. And so imagine you. Okay, this imagine this. I don't know. The Bible don't say there was a replacement. So I'll, we can all we can only go yeah, by. Okay, but look, if you knew that that was going to happen. Why even let it happen? He's a genius. Think about this. Let me let me break it down for you. The reason why you know Think about it. No, no. Let me let me let me explain. Let me explain. Hey Keith, real talk. Listen, let's Keith, Keith, Keith. Let me explain. Let me explain. What's the perfect setup? 
Robots or humans with free will? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say, bro, if we like let robots roam the earth like AI, bro, we would all be dead right now. No, we're talking about the original design of man. Don't keep you fine. You know what I mean? You cool. No, let me tell you this. Think about this. Now, let me ask you this question. You, I'll make it plain to you. Um, there's a girl you like, and a girl that likes you. What's the proof that she likes you? The ultimate proof. Show it how. So what if, what, if, what if there's a guy she used to date and it's you? Do she really love you if you catch her while you eating, she keeps looking at his table? How would you feel about her? In order, listen, listen, listen. In order for love to be proven... Love has to be tested. In order for a car to be proven to be able to drive 200,000 miles in the lifespan of it being driven, it has to be tested 200,000 miles. Right? So what I'm saying is, for instance, when I got married, all the beautiful women did not disappear. The true test of my love for her is having the opposite of her. So in order for mankind to be proven to truly love God, to live with him for eternity... There had to be a tree in the garden. There has to be a Satan. If not, love can't be proven. Mm, yeah. So God was saying, I could create robots if I want to, but w- there's no fun in that kind of love. There's no love in a woman that only loves you because you, will, you made her love you. That's prostitution. That's, that's, that's wrong. But if she loves you because of you, even with all these other options, for instance, when, my, when me and my wife, I had some insecurities when I met my wife. I had some insecurities because when I met her, I wasn't I, I didn't have the money I have now. Right. And she was modeling where she was getting hollered by Panthers. She was getting hollered by people with money and she still chose me. That 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 alleviated some insecurities because I'm like, wow, you have options. You have more options than I have options. But I became your only option. Right. God the same way. It's like until you won't really know what life is until I'm your only option. But you can only make that option when you can investigate all other options and seeing that other options don't compare to that option. So Satan had to be created. A master plan. You get it now? Cool. So relational debt, we already talked about that, is when I try to borrow from a dysfunctional relationship with high interest rates. To try to accelerate at a high pace with another person, only for us to crash. Also, another point I have is that uh, we make purchases with our money, mind, muscle. We talked about that already. All right. He also talked about, and here's a point. Then we get to some points, and then we'll be out. We'll be done in about 15 minutes. I'll let y'all chill for 15 minutes. Now, it says, uh, he was talking about how large purchases can be recognized from afar, right? So what's a large purchase that you're probably going to purchase five years from now? Or you would like to purchase, whether emotionally, mentally, financially, spiritually, or relationally? Yes. Business. Business. Uh, So in five years, you want to purchase business. Now, what must you do now? Study business. Study business. What else? Perfect your craft. Perfect your craft. Yep. So I have to perfect my craft. That's a payment. People understand that the phrase pay attention is really... Like, wherever it has your, like, your attention is more valuable than your cash. That's why every time you scroll half an inch, there's, a, there's an ad. 
Every time you say something in, in around your phone, the first thing you see on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you are social, you find that ad for that thing. Right. They know wherever your attention is, I got to add an ad to it to hopefully get you to purchase. Because if I pay attention, I may actually pay from my my pockets. Right. So I got to start paying attention to my craft because when I pay attention to my craft, that's actually a payment. If I pay my attention in my craft, then I can get paid from that craft. Right. And so that's a large purchase. Now, the thing is. Those there are certain purchases that we have that if we're not wise will sneak up on us or certain issues with things will sneak up on us. Like, for instance, he talked about a prom dress or he talked about whatever, whatever. Like you can't get mad when it's the season. You can't wait for the season of having a business to be successful in business. They're, like most people, successful businesses took five to ten years to be to get to that place of success. Right? Because you have to be a businessman to have a business. Man, you know what I'm saying? You have to have that. If you don't, go ahead, go ahead. You jump in the game too late, it snuck up on you. I put here, you have to peek up before it sneaks up. Like you gotta be, you gotta look for it. You gotta peek at it. All right, cool. I I may be a year and a half off. I I man, because if you wait till it happens, you can't make it happen. Like the five unwise virgins, they didn't have no oil in their lamp. So when Jesus, the bridegroom, snuck up. They didn't have what they didn't have what they had needed to have to succeed. So the devil loves when things when we are paying attention or sneaking at or peeking at or sneaking at or for or peeking at things that is not going to really make you successful. So that when success do sneak up on you, you're not ready. Imagine if someone came in here right now. You're a basketball player, you're a football player. Uh, uh, Deion Sanders is, is at the school right now. Deion Sanders. Sanders at the field right now and he says I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. Mm. But for the last year you ain't practiced you, you, you practice poorly and then the opportunity of Deion Sanders is here and you're not him. Mm. No. Or <laughs> not Deion Sanders but you're not the person that will, will attract the Deion. Like, like, like you have to is one star is attractive to Deion? Oh, no, he, he like four stars in hook. <laughs> exactly. So now you got to ask yourself, what kind of star am I? Listen, God knows your true star rating. But here's what I'm saying. What's your star rating to God? Like if God was to leave a review and a, and a star to your name in life, what would he put? Think about it. Think about it. Because <clears throat> real attracts real. If you wait for it to sneak up, you won't be able to enjoy it. You got to look at yourself and hear me. Think about this because <clears throat> God is looking at the reviews of everybody else star rating of you. Why would God bless me with success if my wife leaves me a one star review? What if my daughter leaves me a two star review, but I'm asking for a five star service? See, you got to you got to care about how you're being reviewed. If you don't view yourself correctly or review yourself correctly, then you can't get mad when nobody wants to come to your restaurant and see what you're cooking. Right. A five star girl is looking for Val five star and Lauren. Five star. Give me three traits in the guy you're looking for. Oh, <laughs> 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 I 
What you looking for in a, in a young man that you that you? Mm-hmm. Three traits. He has a purpose in his life. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Purpose in life, how he treats women, and what else? Last one. Charismatic. Charismatic. That's good. What about you, Lauren? What's three traits you look for? How he carries himself. Putting God first. Yep. Boy, shots being shot right here from the corner. From the corner three, but that thing, that, that thing airballed. <laughs> Yeah, it's a purpose. That boy shot that thing. That thing, that thing hit. That thing hit the ref. <laughs> that thing hit the ref. Ref was like, Whoop. other way. <laughs> now listen, listen. The reason why I asked them that is because universally, if you ask women, men have to listen because that's like most women want those things, right? Now, I can't wait. Like, that's why, like I say, waiting is important. What's the double entendre? What are the double entendre with the word wait? Uh, time and, like, uh, and like, patience and time. Patience and time, the same thing. So time is one. What's another entendre with that? Wait. Yeah. How do those two go together? Waiting and waiting and wait. Waiting and weight lifting. What's the, what's the, what's the, how do those connect? But what happens? But that's not. No, that's not. That's good. Yeah, that was, tell that. So, for instance, here's the here's the, here's it. If I if waiting, I have in the in the meantime of waiting, I have to get my weight up to match what I'm waiting for, right? For instance, a seesaw ain't fun when it's unbalanced. For instance, if Chester gets on a seesaw with me, is that fun? No. <laughs> or Josh. No, 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 Josh, Josh. Think about this. Think about this. No, 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 Josh, Josh. Listen, listen, listen. No, listen. Stop. Josh and Josh. Listen, Josh and Josh. And wait, we have a better chance of balancing us versus Chester and myself. Because what happens? But that's not bad though. That's that's not a bad thing. Think about this. If if Chester's over here and I'm over here, right? He got to go to hell. He got to go. So I can fly him off, right? So what happens? Think about this. What happens when you weigh this? Hear me, hear me. What happens when you weigh this? But marriage weighs that. Success weighs that. You fly off. So now you got to say, oh, why you think God delays things? God delays things for your development. God loves you too much then to deliver something that you're not developed for. All right. So that's why you got to process. OK, man, I got to make sure that I sneak uh, before it sneaks up. I peek up because I saw you coming. Man, that's powerful. 
Life is about seeing the life you want to have coming to you. Things should never listen. If you if can any can can a can a punch really sneak up on more on Floyd Mayweather? No. I don't think so. But my but my thing about but think about this though. Floyd Mayweather. Listen, Floyd. Like, okay, let's let's say it like this. If I throw listen, if I throw a punch at Floyd, he can see it coming. I'm not a boxer. Right. You see what I'm saying? I'm not an elite boxer. Right. He can see it coming. Right. When you elite, you can see things coming. That's why you have to become the person so that you can see what a becoming person can see, because nothing should sneak up. Like, for instance, you should already know yourself enough. Like if you a sneaky person, things will sneak up on you. What I mean by that, if I'm a sneaky husband and I'm sneaking on my wife, I can't get mad when my side piece sneaks up at a situation where my main is. Because what happens when I've been sneaking, I've been creeping, bed sheets, well, anyway. Uh, Whoa, bed sheets. Oh, bed sheets. Oh, bed sheets. Oh, now I got the bed sheets. I'm at a restaurant. I'm at a restaurant. The best way to avoid, listen. Listen, listen. Listen, 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 listen. The best way to avoid things not sneaking up on you. It's for you not to be a sneaky person. Because you can see it coming. So my answer, financial people can see a financial crisis coming because they're financially literate. So you have to become a person that can see so things won't sneak up on you. Last thing I'm going to give you and then we're done for today. The Bible says, to whom much is given, what? Now, when are things given by God? What are, when are things given? Huh? Given this time and given before time. Let's make that plain. To whom much is given, much is required. Now, everything that God has for you, because since he's all-knowing, has already been pre-given. Pre-given. Right? And then actually given. To whom much is given, pre-given, much is required, for the given. So that means to whom much is given. That means God has given all of you all successful, potentially wealth building ideas. It has already been pre-given. Now, a laptop, this laptop already came with what in it? On it? Uh, keyboard. Keyboard. <laughs> I don't know where you got your laptop from. But laptops, laptops generally come with what on it already? Foundational files. It already has a Bluetooth. It, has, it comes with settings. It already comes with settings. It already comes with what else? Browser. Browser. It comes with stuff pre-given. Right? For my exi- me enjoying it, right? Same as with God. Inside of you are files already downloaded in you. Flash drive. Already downloaded. Every book. Now, listen. Do books come to me or out of me? That means, think about it, and every seed is what? And an orange seed is how many oranges? Immeasurable. Maybe like seeds? You can't measure it. Because what happens when one orange falls off, what grows in that orange place? Another orange. Think about this. So if you look at yourself as a, as a tree, as a seed, inside of you is already everything you're supposed to do. Right. 
It has been pre-given. To whom much is given, pre-given, much required. So we came in given things. Life does what to what has been given? Test. And I also put trigger. So that's why you can't get mad at that life experience. Like, man, God, why did you birth me here? Why did you give me these parents? Because it's supposed to trigger something that was pre-given. Why do I got to go through this trial, this test? Because it's supposed to trigger what it was already pre-given. So now, if my dad, if my mom, how, how my mom was wired, how my dad was wired, the college I went to, the friends I made, the decisions I made, even decisions outside of God was still used by God to trigger what was already pre-given so that I can take on, become a required a, a, a person to whom I give much required. So now... God has already given me something, but it hasn't been given in time. It was given before time, but it's given on his timing, but it's waiting on me being a require, uh, uh, to meet the requirements. Now, why do you think... Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. That's what he said. He knew you. He, he knew you before you was even you. Now, is this... This is already given, but what would hinder this from actually being given? The thing about what's pre-given, what's pre-given is a seed or a fire. What's given is the fruit of what has been pre-given. So, for instance, if it's been pre-given for me to marry my wife, if I didn't meet the requirements, would God give me the wife? Even though it was pre-given to me to be married to her, if I don't meet the requirements for her, he won't give it. Whose fault is that? Mine. So now you got a process to whom much has been given. Because why would it say to whom much is given, much is required? That means something has to be given first before the requirements. Yeah. So now I got to meet certain requirements mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally before God can actually give it. So now you got to say, what do you want God to give you? Huh? <laughs> you got to meet the requirement before God gives you to give it. But it's already pre-given. Because God is omniscient. God is above time. And the things that God wants to give you is waiting for you to pass certain tests and to be triggered by something so that those things will come out of you and you will actually become the person needed to be actually those things given. Any questions before we go? Well, we're done, pretty much. Any questions? Me, Jordan, and Malcolm, Stephen, Stark, Jordan, 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 Jordan,